This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. Again, we are embarking upon this teaching this month. Our theme, our our, um, our focus is understanding the role and embracing the gift of pastor. Uh, we have also in that understanding and embracing your our roles and responsibilities as it relates to that. So tonight, we're going to talk about the vision. So we're going to entitle this, we're going to subtitle this, under understanding the role and embracing the gift of pastor, we're going to entitle this The Vision. So, Habakkuk chapter 2, we're going to get to this in just a second, but before we read, I just want to outline my objectives. And I heard uh, Minister Rick say this on Sunday. Um, our job is not, it's not to give you an understanding. We're supposed to present information. God is going to give you the understanding of what you need. Everything that we're teaching this month, it is nothing new. We've taught this before. But sometimes when you change mantles and when a person leaves and we have a replacement, one else who steps into that, un- sometimes it's worth bearing because we forget. We forget. And depending on who it is, that steps into their role, we really forget. So we have, are careful and we are, we are being, we're being uh, uh, cognizant of the fact that we need a reminder because we understand that everybody is not in the same place. Everybody has not been in the same place every, as it relates to who our current pastor is. We're not crazy. We're not crazy by any stretch of the imagination. We, we know that there are some that are not comfortable, some that are not, that don't like, some that, that just don't think that it's right, or whatever the case is. Let me help you. Let me help you. Because God reminded me of something that our founding pastor said. Basically, he didn't, he didn't believe in, in, in women pastors. Anybody remember saying that? Okay. So he's, he's like, that, that, that role, that position is not for a woman. And so that God reminded me that he said something alluded to that in some, in some fashion. But let me tell you what. Let me tell you something. God, God, God has a way of doing things. He has his way of doing things. And men may not necessarily think of the same, along the same lines as God does. Okay, he doesn't always think along the same lines. As a matter of fact, he does not think along the same lines as men does. Okay, so please understand, and we already know, our pastors had already set it up, we already know who, uh, who, will, who will end up being the pastor. But just as we have heard, there are times, there's a set time, there's a set agenda, there's a set task, there's a set assignment that God will give to men and women. And that is nothing that any of us can control. Sure, sure, our pastor probably would not have wanted his wife to be standing in that position. Because, just because of all that comes with being a pastor. 
even when he was here and she was living in the house with him and she was going through, he was he didn't want all of that burden that all of that burden he's like I don't want to put that on my wife right but God but God but God and he gives in the position he gives the grace he gives he supplies the grace to get the task done regardless of what we think regardless of how we feel God provides the grace for the position and he provides the grace for the task he knows the task so he's provided the grace to get it done and that's all that our focus should be on that's all that our focus should be on Habakkuk so we want to remain we want to remove an inkling of a doubt that the hand of God is upon this ministry all that is open in his hand we heard about that on Sunday including those that are provided by his hand those that are provided is provided and available for our use as we heard on Sunday we want to remove an inkling of a doubt that God has established Alva Hill, Pastor Alva Hill as pastor for this appointed time. We want, we want to remove any inkling of a doubt that she has been established as pastor for this appointed time. We want to have an understanding of and an appreciation for and embrace the role and the responsibility of the gift of pastor. And we also want to have an understanding of and an appreciation for and embrace our role and responsibility as a member of the Church of the Living Water. Okay? So she has, as pastor, she has a role, she has a responsibility. We also, as members, we have a role and we have a responsibility. We all do. And the purpose is to find your role, to... to, Recognize your role. Recognize your responsibility. Embrace that and then run with it. Okay. So, Habakkuk. Chapter 2. Habakkuk is seen the prophet of faith. It's seen the prophet of faith. So, no matter who or what comes and goes in ministry... We live and we walk by faith. No matter what or, what or who comes and goes in ministry, we live and we walk by faith. It has been founded. It is being established. And it will continue to be living by faith. Our founding pastor always talked about living by faith. He always preached faith. And we are not getting away from faith. Our very salvation, our very lives as believers is dependent on faith. We cannot be saved without faith. Our salvation depends on it. Our lives, the way we live our lives, it depends on faith. It depends on the faith and it depends on our faith. It depends on the faith, the gospel, but it also depends on our faith, our trust and our hope and our, our expectation, our great expectation, is all built around faith. So we have to understand that you will not follow. You won't even pray. You can't even pray to someone, to God, 
if you don't trust him. You won't follow him if you don't trust him. If you don't have faith, if you don't trust in the one who is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above all that we could ever ask or think. If you, don't, if you cannot trust him and what, in his methods and what he does in his processes, you will never follow him. You won't follow him. Just, just like people. If you don't trust someone naturally, you're not going to follow them. You won't even listen to them if you don't trust them. So that's exactly the same way that we are with God. If you don't trust Him, now we, and we can say, oh no, not God. It's God. If you, in our lives, our actions, they speak for us. We can always say that we trust. We can always say that. But the bottom line is, what is that trust and what you're saying? You're saying that with, with words, with, with your mouth. But what are the actions that are following? What are the actions that are following? So, from day one, this local church, it has been evident that there is, and there is plenty of evidence, that we have operated solely according to Scripture. Everything that we do has been according to Scripture. Principles laid out in the Word of God. It was so 31 years ago, it's so currently, and it will continue to be so. That we will operate solely out of the Word. That everything that we do is scripturally based. It's scripturally based. So if we have that mindset that everything that we do is scripturally based, and we've seen it, it's been evident. It's been evident. And then you trust in that. You add to that your faith. There is nothing that God cannot do and reveal to you. It's nothing that he can't do in you. It's nothing that he can't do through you. And it's nothing that he won't be able to reveal to you. Habakkuk, he is questioning. In the scriptures, he is questioning things that are around him. Okay, he's questioning things that are going on around him. He is questioning God about things. And that's the one to question. There's nothing wrong with questioning God if you want an answer. Okay. If you want an answer, there's nothing wrong with questioning. Why is this happening, Lord? He will show you. If you want to know, he'll show you. He'll give you some understanding. And so in Habakkuk, this is what he's doing. He is questioning. There are things that are going on around him. And he is questioning, questioning things. He is trying to, he's seeking answers. He's seeking answers. And he's seeking them from the Lord. Listen, it's not leaders, a true leader, one who is called by God. They never question if they are called. I found in pastor, I don't believe, ever believe, and I believe I've heard him, heard him say that. I never question my call. I don't believe that, that I pastor Hill, Sister Alva, he pastor Alva Hill. I don't believe she's ever questioned her call. I don't even believe that she's even questioned the position that she's been placed in. I don't believe that. But what I do believe is that in the, in the heart of every called minister is that they may be hesitant, they may be reluctant, there may be some things that are going on just because they want to be sure that what they're assigning is that they are doing the assignment that God has called them to. And that they're seeking the direction. God, I don't want to do anything that is unlike you. I don't want to do anything that you're not calling me to do. I don't want to do... I want, these are your people. Anybody, if I have to stand before your people, the only thing that I want is for you to be glorified and for your people to be edified. That's all I want. 
if I got, and then, and then it's taking a step further for a pastor, for sure for a pastor, one who is called, truly called by God and positioned by God, they want to be sure because I am stand, not just standing before your people, but you have given me the administration of your people. You have set me, so you have placed me as overseer of your people. And all I want to do, I don't want to do anything that's going to harm the people. I want to be able to lead them and guide them the way you want me to lead and guide them. Because they're not my people, they are yours. I'm just grateful, I am grateful and I'm humbled that you even have allowed me to be in this position. That you have, that you have seen fit to place me in position to be able to do what it is that you call and you desire for me to do. A true pastor. One that is truly called, that is their heart. That is their heart. So the called, they don't run from their calling. But their hesitation, again, may be primarily just because they are concerned about making sure that they are doing exactly what it is that God has called them to do. How to fulfill the call and to successfully do it in the eyes of God. So, the pattern. So the pastor's role and responsibility. The pastor's role and responsibility. And responsibility. You know what? Habakkuk is afterwards. I should have marked that in my Bible. I'm sorry. Yes, thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah, my ribbon is there. I will stand. I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what he will say unto me and what I shall answer when I am reproved. I will stand. That word stand means I will raise up. I will set I will endure and I will remain. I will abide. I will persist. I will stand. I will attend upon. I will present myself. I will become a servant of. Hold my ground. It also means to be appointed. It also means to be presented before. It means to be ordained. It means to be established. This is a verb. And it's, it's, so the a verb simply means, it, it means an action. It's an action that has taken place or someone is taking place or is it a, it's a state of being. So it's an action that's taken place or it's a state of being. So this, he's saying, I will stand. I will set myself. I will remain. I will redo. I will raise up. So and remember what I said. Remember, and, 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 and this is teaching. Remember what I said about about passion, about ministers, but about pastors in particular. Their role and their responsibility is to make sure that they that they are leading the people the way God has intended for them to lead. So the scripture says that I will stand. I'm going to raise up. I'm going to set myself. I'm going to endure whatever it is. I'm go- no matter what comes, I am going to raise up and I'm going to set myself. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to attend. I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen attentively 
to whatever it is that God has to say to me. One who has set themselves. And then he says, and set me upon the tower. Upon the tower. Oh, let, let's take it back. I will stand upon my watch. I cannot forget that. My watch. My watch is, it's a guard. It's a station. It's a guard and it's a station. It's a charge. It's an office. It's a function. So this thing, he's saying, I will raise up. I will remain. I will attend upon my office. My charge and my function. I will attend upon my station. Where you place me, that is where I will stand. And I'm going to watch. What am I watching for? Let's look at the the other part of that. It says, and I will watch to see. I will set me upon the tower. I will set me upon the tower. I will stand still and I will present myself and I will remain. So I'm going to set myself. I will stand. I'm going to set myself. I'm going to do, endure, remain upon my watch, upon my station, upon my position, upon my function. I'm going to stand. And I'm going to stand still and I'm going to present myself upon the tower. The tower is a fortress. It's a fortress and it is in an enclosure. It's a fortress and it is an enclosure. And he's saying here that those that expect to hear from God, Those who expect to hear from God, they must withdraw from the world. They're going to set them, you have to set yourself above the world. Above worldly standards, above what the world thinks. You have to set yourself up above that. Why? Because I am standing. I'm going to stand and I'm setting myself. I am waiting to hear from the Lord. I'm waiting to hear from the Lord. All the month of September, uh, September of 2018, our, our, our Pastor Hill, she took the time. She said God had given her that time to mourn, right? And then October, she was setting herself. She was setting herself. She didn't preach and she didn't teach at that time. She was setting herself up to hear from God. She was setting up, and, and we're going to talk. And then we'll talk about it in Minister Hasten. He he's already alluded to to a lot of the things that that we have heard and that has come from that. But she had to. She just didn't do anything willy nilly. Just didn't decide this is just what I'm going to do. No, she decided these are your people. I understand that this is a position that you have placed me in, and I'm going to set myself. I'm going to set myself. I'm going to pull away. I'm going to set myself on a high top. His refuge and his strength. The tower of refuge and strength. That's the place where I'm going to be. And I'm going to set myself there. And I'm going to wait to hear from you. I expect, not just waiting, I expect to hear from you. It was an expect. She had an expectation that the Lord was going to. Give her the direction that she needed. He was going to talk to her. That was her expectation. She had that great expectation that the Lord was going to do exactly that. He was not going to leave her nor forsake her. He was not going to leave or forsake his people. God didn't call us to church and living water. He didn't call us 31 years ago to leave or forsake us at this point. There was no way. So, of course, we all have expectations. The Lord, we don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know what. But we know that the Lord is going. The Lord is here. And he's going to keep us. No clue how. 
but we're going to see in a little bit, it doesn't even matter. That part don't even matter. As long as you have decided that whatever it is, faith. Remember we started talking about that? Faith. Faith. I just, I trust in the Lord. Whatever his processes are, whatever, whatever he decides to do, I trust him and him alone. I have faith in him and him alone. And that's where all of this, that's where all, all of, our, of our undergirding, all of our strength, it all comes from just that. So, upon the tower, I will watch and see what he will say unto me. I'm going to watch and see what God, watch and see what God has to say to me. Behold, this is saying, I will behold, I'm going to look to behold. A great expectation, I'm going to look to behold. I'm going to look to regard. I'm going to look to proceed. I'm going to look to heed to whatever it is that he speaks to me, that he promises, that he commands, that he declares, that he warns. I am going to listen. I'm going to look for it. I'm going to look to behold it. I'm looking to behold it. The pastor, as they are the servant of God, they receive the directions from him and him alone. See, she could have, she could have come and, 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 and she got, you know, gotten the ministers together, and she did, but she, not for that purpose. She, she could have gotten the ministers together to say, okay, what are we going to do? She didn't do that. When she came to us, she had an answer. When she came to us, she had an answer already. But that's because she had set herself up. That's because she pulled away. And she set herself up to hear. She had a great expectation. She was looking to behold what God had to say. Looking to perceive. Looking to hear. Looking to heed. Whatever God was to speak. Whatever he was to promise. Whatever he was to command. Whatever he was to declare. Whatever he was to warn. She was looking for that. She was looking for it. Now, people, the pastor can be influenced by what others say. Because if, you have, if you're listening, and we, and we all do, right? There have been a lot of times we've prayed to God for something. We've prayed for an answer. We've prayed for something. It's going to come through a man sometimes. Right? So, so she may be listening for... God through the ministers or whomever she, she, may, she may talk to. But her primary is from God. But it's not to say that she won't have an influence, that, that, someone, that something that someone says may not influence. But ultimately, she'll take it back to God. And she'll run it through God. Is this what it is. Is this what I'm supposed to do? And that's what a true pastor should do. Anyone in that position, that's what they should do. Because if God has called you, listen, if God has called you, there is nothing that anyone in this room or anyone outside of this room can direct you to do that's going to be effective and is going to, and is going to please the Lord. Because he called you. No one else did. 
He positioned them. No one else did. And so now we see when we try to call them, when people try to call themselves, we see, we, and we, we can see that all the, the, the problems and the, and the frustrations and the things that they, that they go through because they've called themselves or they've allowed someone else to call them. You know, your grandmama, she was good for that. Grandmamas and great grandmamas, they were good for the old boy, you gonna be, you gonna preach. And they take that and run with it. Just because they were raised in church. Of course your grandmother raised you in church. That's why she said you're going to be a preacher. Because you always, she always had you on the front row. She always had you doing this. She always had you doing that. But she can't call you to preach. So the pastor is supposed to hear from God. Because he or she were positioned in that place for such a time as whatever time. And I love that, what, what, what Minister Rick said. Interim pastor. I, I found me pastor was an interim pastor. I love that. What a, what, what a great, that was like a light bulb that went off. He only had a time. He had an appointed time. So that means interim. I love that. And that should have freed some of you. That should have freed some of you right there. God is, God is he's, he's some kind of God. So he says here, I will, and, unto me, and what, what I shall answer, okay, so uh, I, I will watch to see what he will say unto me. And what I shall answer when I am reproved. So what I will answer. So he says that I'm going to sit Myself, and I'm going to watch, and I'm going to listen. I'm going to, I'm going to, to attentively listen to the voice of the Lord, and then I am going to, uh, uh, to, to, to say, uh, what shall I say? So He's going to say, He's, he's saying, I am going to think about as I, as I'm listening for God. I'm going to think about what it is, how I'm going to respond to Him. I'm going to think about. I'm going to listen for Him. I'm going to see what it is. Whatever He tells me, how I'm going to respond. How I am going to take that information that He gives me, what He's given me, and how I'm going to respond. How I'm going not not to say how I'm going to respond if I'm going to say yes or no, but how I'm going to respond. How I'm going to put it into place. How I'm going to do it. I'm going to be attentive to that. When I am corrected, and it could be corrected, or it could could just be when He gives me my answer. Okay, so reprove, it don't necessarily mean just corrected. Now, sometimes it could mean corrected, right? But sometimes, for instance, this is a good example. Our pastor, uh, uh, Alva Hill, she said, uh, uh, when she, uh, part of what she said when she, when she first uh, came back and she stood before us is that, and she said she was shocked by it, so God had to correct her in that. He said uh, that the ministry had not been established, right? It had been founded. But it had not been established. So he had to correct her thinking on that. But if you remember, even before, even before she took position in this, and remember what we said, the establishment of the church, of this local body, it has to do with what? It has to do with restoring, right, the next generation. Remember, those messages were coming even before you see how God works? Those messages were coming even before. He even gave her the revelation about the establishment. He had already started to work on her. 
already started giving her messages, already started talking her, talking to her about those things that would help to establish the church. See, God, he, of course, he doesn't, he doesn't give us all the information all at one time. He gives us what we need on a need-to-know basis. Had he, had, told, had he told her why he was giving her that information, she probably wouldn't have been able to handle it the way she, that she did. But he was already working on her. Again, and like, like I said, if, if, if that does not, if that part of that does not convince you, and again, I'm not, I'm not here to convince you, if the, working of the, if the working of God and how he does things, if that's not enough to convince you, that she is in the position that she's in for such a time as this, then I don't know what, what will convince you. We don't have to. It's the working of God. It's, it's his working. Then you should be able to see that you should, that you are witnessing, you are witnessing for yourself. Things that you are witnessing for yourself. That should, that should establish you right there. That should say, that, right there, no doubt, there's no doubt, there's no nothing. I can see exactly what it is that the Lord is doing. I didn't know it then, but I can see it clearly now. You should have had more of a revelation doing your 31-day fast. You should have, I mean, that, if, again, if you had any inkling of, uh, of a doubt that in your 31-day fast, he should have cleared that up for you too. What did he tell us? He said that, isn't this not the fast that I have called for you? When you go through a fast, and I, and I said this before, then when you go through a fast, and I know for me, let me just say for me, sometimes when I have gone through fast, now, you know, I just decided I'm going to do some things, and, you know, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. It was a little bit harder. But I noticed that in this 31, 31 day fast, longer than I had ever done before, and I did not struggle, not once. He says, isn't this the fast that I have called? And he did it through who? Our pastor. See, I'm talking, about just, I'm talking about little things like that. The way God works, little things like that should convince you. Little things like that. Just dem- uh, demonstrations. Just, just, just little nuggets. Just little demonstrations. Of God being with us. Just little demonstrations of this, of that she is here for this appointment. Just little demonstrations. And that is exactly the way God works. And again, I'm not here to convince you. If that, if those things don't convince you, then you can't be convinced. You can't be. You don't want, you don't want to be. How about that? You don't want to be convinced. You just want to hold on to whatever ways, whatever thoughts, you want to hold on to it. And that's you, between you and your God. That's between you and your God. So, verse 2. And the Lord answered me and said, so remember, I was watching. I, I, I was standing on the tower. I was watching to see what, what you were going to say. What I shall answer thee when I was reproved. And the Lord answered and the Lord answered. No, no, no doubt that he would. And the Lord answered. The Lord is going to answer those who seek his face. He's not going to ever leave you or forsake you when you're seeking him. He asked that you seek him so that he could be found. 
He wants us to seek him. So he's, not, he's never, ever going to turn a deaf ear to those who are seeking him. And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. The Lord answered, The great Jehovah, the Lord God Almighty, Jehovah God, the existing one, he is the one that answered. Jehovah God, he is the one. That has answered. He responded. He responded to Habakkuk asking him, seeking him. He responded to him. And the Lord always responds to those who seek him with his open hand. With his open hand. Plug that in with what you heard on Sunday. With his open hand. You seek his faith. He's going to respond with his open hand. And all that is within that open hand. You know what? And we cannot determine. We can't make a determination about what is in his hand. Just like you can't make a determination about what is at his table. That is not for you to, to add. That is not for you to question. It's not for you. can the same thing for whatever is in his hand. That's what's in his hand. You can take it or leave it. Just like you can do at the table. You come to the table. You can take the word. You can leave it. Whatever's in his hand, you can take it or leave it. But you don't determine what is in his hand. You don't determine a pastor Alva Hill in his hand. That's not your determination. But that is an extension. What did Minister, uh, Minister Rick say? That is an extension of his body. He's extending to you. He's extending to us. It's up to us to what? Take that hand. It's up to us to take it. And you can take it or you can leave it. But it's whatever is in his hand, that's what it is. And he says, write the vision and make it plain. That vision, that's a, it's a revelation. It's a, it's a revelation. It's an oracle. He says, write it. I'm going to give you a revelation of something. I'm going to give you an oracle. And in his revelation, in his oracles, there are always promises. There's always promises and things that he's going to do, things that he wants us to have, things he all, may not necessarily be all that we want to have, but it's what he, it's what's in his hand. It's what's in his hand. And so he is saying, here that I'm going to give you a revelation out of what and, and this, this, this is not what he's telling him to write he's not telling Habakkuk to write this vision as God was talking to him he was giving him information he was giving him information so hence here we go you remember this write the vision and make it plain write the vision and make it plain. Okay? Paperwork for your fast. Your fasting and praying. Write the vision and make it plain. You write it and you make it plain. The revelation. You write it. This had to be a revelation from God. This is how God says, this is what I desire from Church of the Living Water. Write it and make it plain. Again, the hand of the Lord is upon our ministry. 
It says make it clear. It says explain it. That's what that's how you make it that's how you make it plain. You make it clear and you explain it. And we have gotten a lot of explanation. This this is very has a lot of detail on it. Our fast our prayer our word uh, our paper that we have for our fast prayer, it had a lot of words on it. It was very detailed. But it was not to be, because it was not to have any type of doubt of what it is that God was expecting from us. And then he told us, remember, in in that revelation, in those oracles, then he gave us promises. Remember, he said, if you were to just do this fast, if you just would do it the way God, the way I have intended for you to do it. He says, I'm going to help you get rid of all of those things that you've been trying so hard to get rid of. I'm going to help you do that. But the vision was written and it was plain. All you had to do was take it and run with it. You take it and run with it. When that vision is from God, when it is written and it is plain, you take it and you run with it. That's our responsibility. That's our responsibility. Is to take it. Take the vision that God has given out through our pastor, whoever that pastor may be for that time, you take it and you run with it. Remember that the vision is published with authority. It's published by authority. And it's published at the hand of the delegated authority. You got that? The vision, it is published with authority. The authority of Christ Jesus alone. It's published with authority. It's published by the authority because he authored it. He gave it to because it is, br- it is brought through the hand of the delegated authority. As she has set herself upon watch. As she has listened to behold, to behold what the Lord has said to her. He has given her something. Remember, this came after... The 30 days and the, and the other 30 days. She set herself up to, to look and to behold. He got, and, and, and what came from that after that? We, the, the fast came. And then what else came from after that? Then we had our new next generation service. We had our next generation service where they did our morning and our evening service. All of those things. It came because she set herself upon watch. And she listened to him. And then she wrote that she's writing the vision. She's making it plain. And all we have to do is take it and run with it. For the vision that Miss one. So, so some of the commentary, look at this uh, uh, in verse 2, the, end, the B part of that. It says that he may run that reason. Now some of the commentaries, because of, because of the place where her back was in this city, and everything that was going on around, uh, some of the commentaries uh, believe that you know he was supposed to, and he, and he did. He was supposed to write it on tables, make it big, make it, put it out in the city, uh, in the temple, so that everybody can see it. And the the, the, script, uh, the, the commentaries, some of them think that they were. He was saying that to make it big, so they can they can look at it in passing. So as they were they were moving about, as they were running and you know going, and they could just look at it and pass. But I, I I don't think that that's what that scripture means, and I don't think that because of verse three. What follows it? It says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. 
It's for an appointed time. So he's saying to me, he's saying here, I need you to run. I need you to move quickly. I need you to hurry. Those that read it, those who proclaim it, those who recite it, as we recite it, as we read it, as we proclaim it, we're supposed to take it and run with it. Why? Because it's only for an appointed time. Because what, what, what's going to happen? Our next pastor come in, then it might slightly change some. But this is what was given to her for her assignment. And in order to be ready for whatever else comes next, we've got to be sure that this is accomplished. We've got to be sure, because in the next phase, in the next phase, it won't be any more about the restoration of the next generation. It won't be about that. It's going to be about something else that God is going to add on to it. But in order to get us to that place, He has to take us through this place. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But guess what? At the end, it shall speak and it will not lie. I love that. It may, it, may, it may not come to full fruition in your time or my time. He says, but at the end of it, at the demonstration of it all, at the very end of it, it's going to speak loud and clear. <laughs> it's going to blast through the city. It's going to blast through the town. It is going, it's going to be loud and clear. It shall speak. And it will not lie like that. It will not deceive. It's not going to lie. It's, it will not deceive. It will not be in vain. It will not lie. It will not be in vain. It will not be found a lie. It will not fail. At the end, it's going to speak, and it will not fail. It will not disappoint. That vision, it will not. It will not deceive. It will not be found a lie. It will not disappoint. It will not be in vain and it will not fail. Because anything that God has instructed for us to do, He is going to make sure that it does what it does. And all we have to do, all, what is our part? The only thing He's expecting us to do is to take it, to heed to it, and run with it. That's all, that's all He requires of us. He's going to do the rest. He's going he's to make sure. He's not relying on us to make sure that it comes to pass. He's not relying on that. He is only relying on us to do our part, and our part and our responsibility is to take heed to it and run with it. That's all that he requires of us. The vision. It's his vision. He's going, he's going to bring it to pass. He's not leaving that in any of us. He's not leaving it in the pastor's hands. He's not even leaving it in her hands. He did not even leave it in our founding pastor's hands. Everything that was accomplished, everything that was accomplished through our founding pastor, all he did was write the vision and he made it plain. That's all that he did. Listen, through Pastor Forrest here, God said, my people, listen to this, my people have been a long time without a teaching priest. That is what he told our founding pastor. And that is what he established his vision on. 
right? A teaching priest. So he made sure that we were taught. Because the word had declared, God had already given him that vision. My people have been a long time without a teaching priest. So he, then he established what? He taught all the classes. The teaching priest. He established new members. He established AMC. He established, uh, uh, what was it that, this was, and this was before my time, um, the witnessing, the witnessing class. He established the witnessing class. He established all of those things, but he was a teaching priest. He trained the trainers. That was his job. As a teaching priest, he was training the trainers. He established a ministry class because that's what he said. He said, at some point, you all are going to have to teach. Thank you, Lord. He said, at some point, you're going to have to. He would tell us that all the time. At some point, you're going to have to teach what I'm teaching. So you've got to be firmly established, firmly rooted, firmly grounded in this, in the faith, in what's being taught. You're going to have to do that. And because, all because of that vision that God gave. My folks have been a long time, my people, a long time without a teaching priest. And everything that he did aligned with that vision. Everything he established, it aligned with that vision. Now, he said, I remember he, part of our, what our confession was. He says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it. Wait for it. Because it will surely come and it will not tarry. Out of our bellies shall flow rivers of living water. All right? So, 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 so go with me. So, from that point, from that point, the mission, the vision, his commission by God was to found a church that was built on faith, to found a church that was built on prayer, to be rooted and grounded the people in the word, in faith, in prayer, to be equipped and established for such a time as this. For such a time as this. Now, from that vision given to our founding pastor, that revelation, that vision given to our founding pastors, we have, again, we have the, new, the uh, able ministers of the new covenant, so our ministers and our teachers and our deacons who are apt to teach, listen, our young adult generation who are apt to teach. Our children's ministry, as we have seen and witnessed, they are capable of teaching. All of that. From there, we went to, we have come now to Pastor Alva Hill. God said to her, the Church of the Living Water has been founded but not established. So the ones who were trained by the trainer. Are you flowing with me? The ones who were trained by the trainer are now the ones doing the training. All in God's timing. All about the appointed time. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. 
And at the end it shall speak and it will not lie. We see it speaking from what our founding pastor did. All of those teachings, all of those, everything that he set up to establish a teaching priesthood that we could be taught, we could be rooted, grounded, and established. He trained the trainers and now we see that the trainers are training. All to establish the church. Our church. Why? Because if those of us who were being trained die out without training trainers or without, without training the, the, the ones behind us, then it will not be established. It is going to die. If we don't get and if we don't uh, um, um, uh, restore the next generation and we all die out, then Church of the Living Water will not be established. So again, we must all of those things, they go along. So when God, is, when God told her that, 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 that the church needs to be established, it's founded, but it needs to be established. Now think about everything that's coming along with it that's leading in that same vision. All pouring out in that same vision. All pointing to that vision. That's the way God works. That's the way he works. Write the vision. And it all started from there. Write the vision and you make it plain. I'm going to set, I am going to give you what you need. As you set yourself up. As you, as you, as you decide that you're going to stand. As you decide you're going to endure. As you decide that that's, this is what you're going to do. I am, and you seek me. I am going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the information. I'm going to give it to you. I want you to write it. I want you to make it plain. And then I want the people of God to take it and to run with it. To heed to it and run with it. And I will be with you. I will be with you. He is with us. Without a doubt, he is with us. And it's no doubt that our next pastor will follow that same pattern because I believe our current pastor is going to make sure of it. Just like our founding pastor made sure that he was teaching and he had, again, she was alongside of him and he was teaching, he was showing her different things and, and she could see that just about he was operating. Again, the teaching priest, he was teaching. Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, the the scripture says that he gives us pastors and they equip us, they equip us for the work of the ministry. She was being equipped all along and she had no idea why she was being equipped. Teaching all along and she had no idea. She had some personal equipping. She had some personal grooming. And she had no idea. He had no idea. But God knows. God knows. And he cares. He knows and he cares. And he he was going to make sure. He was going to make sure. Why? And, And again... That, and, that, and that in itself should even tell you 
again, if you had any inclining, if you belong here, if you, you shouldn't belong here, if you should leave, if you should stay, if you should go, whatever, whatever it is that, that's going on and has been going on in your little mind, just seeing how the Lord works. And again, even if you had not thought about some of the things, but God, God is showing. He says, look, if you hadn't thought about it, I'm, I'm showing you now. Just look at it. I'm, laying, I'm going to lay it all out for you. I'm going to show you how it all connects, how it all flows. And if you have a doubt that church of the limit, that you're supposed to be here, then that's on you. That's on you. If you have a doubt that the Lord is here, the Lord is, is Lord in this place, that's on you. You know, if it was something that, that we were doing, if it was something that our pastor was doing, if it was something that the ministers were doing or the deacons were if it was something that we were doing, then I can see. I can see maybe you questioning. But to see the hand of the Lord, his right hand, his strong arm, to see his strong arm, To see the strong arm of the Lord and his right hand, his open hand. That, if that does not settle you, then nothing will. So our role and our responsibility as members of this assembly or this congregation, as sheep, as members in particular, not only does the pastor have to live, so, so when Habakkuk was given this information, of course he had to live by this. He had to, he had to have faith. He had to trust in it. And he did because he had a great expectation. Just like our pastor, she has a great, had a great expectation. When she's, and she's still seeking him, but as she started seeking him, had a great expectation because she trusts, because she had faith and she trusts in the one who was going to give her the answer. So Habakkuk, he was the same way. He was the same way. And he says, it says uh, here in, in verse Four, behold his soul, which is lifted up, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So just as our pastor, the pastor, the pastor is not the only one. So the, the pastor is not the only one that should have faith and trust in the vision that was given to her or him. It's up to us, again, because of what I say when we first started. If you don't have faith and you don't have trust in the one who's giving the authority that's giving the vision, then then you will not follow. You won't follow. So you have to have faith. You have to have trust. You have to have confidence in the one in who I said. It is God who gives the authority. It's God, God the authority. He is the one that gives the vision. He is the one that gives the vision. He gives it by the hand of the delegated authority, but it's his authority and his authority alone. So we have to take that. If you trust in it, if you believe in it. So based on that passage, I believe that those that are reading it, those who read, those who read, those who read the vision. See, this card was not just given to us just to have and just to hold. It's cute. It was cute. It's a nice little print. But it wasn't given to us just for that. We didn't pay money for this. Write the vision and make it plain. If nothing else, you should read it every Sunday. Every Wednesday while you're sitting here doing nothing before service. Those who read it 
Oh, so you missed that. If you're not doing, if you haven't put your hands to, if you haven't done something to start that process of restoring, then you have to start that process of building. That's another thing. Building a rise. Again, building a rise and build, all of that is a part of what? Establishing. If you have not put your hands to any of that, I know. I know you're not reading. I know that for sure. I'm convinced of that. Because it's when you read and you meditate on this. That is the direction. That, is the, that gives you direction for all of your life. It gives you the direction that you need. Even in your day to day, it's going to give you the direction that you need. Because that's the way God works. He's not just giving this to you for church. He's giving this to you to direct your life. It's going to impact the church. But it's in your everyday life. You don't just do this on Sundays. You can't just do this on Sundays when you come. Upward, inward, and outward. You can't just do this on Sundays when you come. You can't just do this on Wednesdays when you come. This has to be a part of who you are and what you do. This is the mission and the vision of your church that you say that you're a part of. And God is not a God of confusion. He's not going to give you something for your church and then give you something for your home. Ooh. Give you something different for your home. He's not going to do that. That same inward, upward, outward, the same is for your home as well. So if you haven't put your hands to nothing, if you're not doing anything by way of, of, of any avenue of establishing this church, then I know that you are not. I know you're not. God said, write the vision, make it plain that he that reads it, they'll run with it. So if you're not running, if you're not hasting, if you're not quickening to the work, then you're not reading. I didn't say it. The scripture just said it. The scripture just said it. The fulfillment of the vision will come, although you may not see it, although it may not come as quickly as you would like. It will not disappoint, and it will not be in vain. We have to have faith in the plan of God, not just for our individual lives, but we have to have faith in the plan and the process of God for our ministry. That's part of what that praying, fasting and praying was all about. It was called for that purpose. What is the plan for this ministry? I'm in this ministry, so God definitely has to deal with me first. But I'm in this ministry. So, and what I do will affect. What I do will affect me being able to put my hands to the vision and being able to operate and do it effectively and efficiently. So he had to deal with us first in order for us to be able to be positioned 
to run with it, to read it and run with it. Without any hindrances. He was trying to get rid of the hindrances. Because he's saying that in this work that we're doing, you cannot be hindered. That's why he was trying to get rid of all of those. Why? Because the vision has been written. I need you to take it and run with it. I don't need you distracted. I don't need you hindered. I need you to be able to take it and run with it. Those that either distrust or despise God's all-sufficiency will not walk uprightly before him. That's what, and that's what verse, uh, verse 4 was telling us. We, some of us are so consumed with us and what we're doing and what God is doing in our lives that we are just not even, we, we have no expectation, we have no confidence, we, have, we don't value what he's doing in our local church. We don't value the mission that he's given. We don't, value, we don't value the vision and the mission that he's given, that he's placed us on. We don't value it. We don't place value on this. But he says, that's why I've given you a, a pastor. To write it and to make it plain. So now you can see, are you embracing? That's, that's, the, that's the final question. Are you embracing that role and that responsibility that the pastor has, has to write the vision and to make it plain? Even respecting the fact that she had to set herself up and, and watch for it. That she has to see God for a, daily. She has to see God. Continue. Because it didn't just stop here with our little car. Then just stop it. She has to do that continuously. Do you respect? Do you embrace that role and that responsibility? And before you answer, your actions will speak louder than your words. Stand to your feet. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.